So from your perspective, what do you think schools could be doing differently or starting to do with helping students with mental illnesses? Well, I think one of the problems that you see in bigger high schools, um, in particular where the counselor-student ratio is so high, is that you counselors do not have the time to really address mental health issues because they have so many students. And one of the big barriers in the school counseling field is that um, this doesn't really happen at Minnehaha, but at most public schools, school counselors are required to do a lot of administrative duties. So they're spending a lot of time, they do all this, the student schedules. So let's say they have 450 students on their caseload, okay, which is a fairly good one for Minnesota. But if you have 450 students and you have to help them with their schedules in the fall and you have to help them, you have to balance classroom sizes, so you have to move students around, you're doing a lot of scheduling, um, you're doing a lot of testing, you're doing a lot of administrative duties. And so you don't really have the time to address those kind of issues. You don't know your students personally one-on-one, -on -one, so you don't know who might be struggling. Um, but I think that schools need to develop programs. They need to have a lot of educational groups, um, maybe some more counseling groups around those kind of things. For example, we did the anxiety and stress group. We called it stress group because we didn't want to scare people away with the anxiety group, but we had run that the last few years. Um, I think more education, um, letting students know where they can go if they are struggling for mental health, getting the awareness out so that students feel comfortable talking about it. Um, I think education and prevention is really important. Also letting students know what are the signs if, you're, if you have a friend who's maybe struggling with mental health? What, if, what are the signs? What do I do if I suspect a friend is suicidal? Those are all really important information, pieces of information for students to be aware of. So I think lots of education. I think more counselors in the schools. Great. To deal with those. Yeah. Those are some good points. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, what are some strategies that you personally have for dealing with a student struggling with a mental illness or struggling with their schoolwork? Strategies that I have. <clears throat> so strategies that I use working with students? Yes. Um, so my background is, is in mental health. I worked in mental health prior to working as a school counselor. So my radar is kind of always up for those kind of things. Um, I've worked with a lot of people with mental health issues, so it's really easy for me to talk about it. So my strategy is to normalize it and talk about it as if I was talking to you about having diabetes or having any other illness, that it's okay to talk about it and it's not taboo and let's just talk about what it, what's, what's creating your anxiety, how can we make it better. Um, I think being really open about it with students and talking about it as if, you know, this is not something that's going to shock me or, you know, like, I don't think any student could come to me and tell me something that I would be like, what, I've never heard that before, right? Because um, I think normalizing it with students a little bit more and talking openly um, to get rid of some of that stigma that, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about this. So that's one piece. I think also um, offering different places for therapy, working with students and parents to say, hey, I think you need a little bit more help than what you can get at school. Here are some resources and offering resources. So I think that's really important for mental health. So breaking down the stigma, talking about it, educating students about it, and then giving outside referrals um, when, when students need it. And then, um, so the other part was homework. Yeah. Yeah, schoolwork. So I think it depends on what the student needs. So I think when students come in and they need organizational skills, so there have been times I've met with students every week who are like, bring your, bring your notebook. A lot of times this is more freshmen, but bring your planner or a notebook and let's look at 
what, how can we help you organize the work that needs to get done? Um, I think we also provide a lot of accountability. So every week we look at our, a list of students that are getting D's or F's and we look at that list and then we meet with students to say what's going on. Like either you've got several D's and F's or you've never been on this list before and now you're on it, what's going on? Or how can I help you? What do you need? Um, do we need to communicate with teachers? Do you need help doing that? Are you just behind? Is something going on outside of school that's causing your grades to dip? So we try to really kind of hold students accountable or find out what's going on that's creating the struggle. Um, a lot of times we use our homework helper program. So, okay, do you need someone to walk alongside you for this homework because you don't understand it or you need extra help? Or sometimes students are like, well, I just, you know, have you gone to your teacher? Have you thought about that? Like giving them some ideas for how they can get their grades up. Um, it might just be study skills that they need. It might be um, that, they need, that they need some extra help. Maybe they need some outside tutoring. So sometimes it's, why don't we call your parents, I'll get, or I'll email your parents, give them some suggestions for maybe an outside tutor or something like that. So I would say those are the things that are most common. And sometimes it's just encouragement. Like, you know, sometimes people are coming in free and take their studying or it's just, you can do it, keep working hard. You know, sometimes it's just like giving the pat on the back and the encouragement like, okay, it is hard. It's my favorite saying, I use it with my own kids. When, people, when students or my kids are like, this is really hard. Yes, it's hard, but you can do hard things, right? So encouraging students to keep pressing on, keep working through it, keep working hard. Sometimes we're just kind of the cheerleaders in that area. So, Alrighty. yeah. Uh, would you say that you have enough of a connection with the students that you counsel uh, to have a significant enough impact on them? Yeah, I think here, for sure. I think... Are there students that I don't have a really close relationship with? Yes. I tend to think they tend to be the sophomores, interestingly enough, because we connect with every single freshman when they come in one-on-one, -on -one, how's the year going? We meet with juniors around college stuff, and the seniors were working on their application, and we know them really well by the time they're seniors. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know my sophomores very well. You know, They kind of get lost in there. Um, I think, the students that I do have relationships with, I have a really good relationship with. I think there are some students that, for whatever reason, they either don't come in or maybe they're doing fine and they don't really need to see the counselor for any reason. So I don't, I don't know them as well. But I feel like at Minnehaha, I have an opportunity to have really good, deep relationships with lots of students, which I love, which is why I love being here. Versus being at a public school where I'd have four to 500 students on my caseload and I'd maybe have a relationship with a few, but, I, but here I feel like I have a, a close relationship with a lot. And particularly my seniors, I feel like I have a great relationship with all the seniors on my caseload, which I love. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so going off of that number that you said, how, many, how yeah. many students do you personally counsel? So, okay, I don't know the exact number, but I would say we have, what, 360? Around 340 to 360 students in the high school, in the upper school, and Ms. Overton and I split those. So, um, doing the math, I mean, what is that? It's less than 200. So right. it's like maybe 160 to 180, which is really manageable. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so what do you think this looks like for other high school counselors in the area, mm -hmm. specifically in other public schools or in private yeah. schools? Yeah, I always ask other counselors when I'm at different like meetings, you know, oh, where are you at? Like Wyzetta or Minnetonka or Stillwater, where you have these massive high schools 
and they're like, yeah, we have, you know, 12 counselors, and they're having 400, 500 um, students on their caseload. And then when you get out to, like, outstate and rural schools, sometimes there's one counselor for the entire school. So sometimes there's seven, 800 students per, per one counselor. So I think for them, their job looks a lot different than how my job looks here at Minnehaha. I think their job looks more like... Um, they're as students are coming in and they they're helping them but then they don't have an ongoing probably close relationship with them mm-hmm. yeah uh so what do you feel that we could do to ensure that other schools meet the recommended ratio which is 250 mm-hmm. students to one counselor well that would be um you know up to our legislature you know to give more money i know um two years ago there was some money that came um from the state of minnesota for schools to um, opt in and like basically hire more counselors on a consulting basis. So there was more funds there to get more counselors in the schools. But I think more money, and a lot of times schools have discretion how they use that money. So honestly, if you you have so much money and you need teachers, you're going to spend the money on teachers, right, in the classroom before you're going to spend the money on counselors. And honestly, when there are budget cuts, the first positions to go are the counselors because they can't cut teachers. They need them for the classroom. So I think really lobbying and letting our legislatures know the importance of funding education to, you know, to the need that is there. And that includes the counselors because they're really important. I mean, when we look at when things happen in our country, like the school shootings, and then the issue of mental health comes up when we have kids who are struggling with their mental health and they become homicidal and suicidal and they do these school shootings, then the issue comes forward oh we need more school counselors because those kids are off the grid right like the counselor didn't know because they have so many kids they didn't know that this kid was this quiet kid who was floating under the radar and they didn't know about their mental health needs because they couldn't get to them and so I think when those things happen there's more public awareness and then people talk more about it but then when we don't hear about those things for a while then the issue gets kind of swept under the rug and forgotten and so I think we need to keep advocating at the national level and at the state level for more money, especially at the state level for Minnesota, that we need to be advocating for more school counselors, more funding, because it is an important piece. I mean, this is a, kids are spending a good portion of their day in school. So while you know the home life is critical and parents are critical, they, parent families need help and they need support. And so when their kids need something, they need to have people who are there to help them. So I would say keep keep lobbying, keep talking to our legislatures, and, and keep bringing it up as an, as an important issue. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> great topic.